Hey guys, Mike here. Hey, on this podcast, I go into five things that I always do in the preseason and I think you guys should do too, uh, from getting decoys and guns prepared all the way to the last one, number five, which is the golden jewel. It's exactly what you need to be doing uh, before the season. And I can tell you, it's helped me become a substantially better waterfowl hunter over the last few years. Uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, hope you guys enjoy this one. Hey guys, y'all know that I love my swamp stick. I've talked about it a bunch. Um, and I still am going to use it all season this coming season. Um, and you can use it for so many things. Like I've used it this summer for shooting my bow. You can use it, take it along with you fishing, go to the river, go to the lake, go to the pond, uh, the beach, slap that bad boy in the ground. You can hang all your stuff up, keep it from getting muddy, sandy, dirty, whatever the case is, keep it from getting wet. And, um, one thing too is, uh, during hunting season, this thing makes one hell of a walking stick. You can hang, you can, uh, put your motion decoys up on top of them and extend the pole. You can put, yeah, you can be putting a mojo in four or five feet of water with these things. And uh, so a really great tool to have in the arsenal and something that I take with me every day, no matter what um, I'm using it to hang. You can hang cameras from it, your phone. If you want to record with that, um, you can hang your gear from it, your calls, put it directly in front of you uh, and you can stack some sticks up against it and make yourself a little bit of a, of a, a brush pile to break yourself up. Um, just a really great product, something I love. And uh, I think you guys will too. Use code MAMP10 at checkout. I'll get you 10% off. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, Mike here. Hey, I'm doing a solo pod today. Uh, we had some complications with a recent guest, uh, not being able to, to call in. And uh, with my busy life schedule, my wife and I owning a, a newer business, we are super, super busy all the time. So I just haven't had time to reroute and find another guest. But this is something that I've been wanting to talk about anyway uh, for a little while. And I've been wanting to do more of these shows uh, last time I did some solos, uh, I think I did like a turkey tip one and I had some people reach out and say they really enjoyed that style of podcast because not everybody has, uh, the experience that I do in, in certain avenues. And, um, this one, this one is a little bit experience and also 
a lot a bit of I've just done these things. I've done the opposite of these things for so long that now uh, there are staples or something that I do every single year if I can. And uh, so before we hop into those five things and I go through all of that, um, I just want to kind of let everybody know uh, that, you know, Mountain and Marsh is still rolling. I'm still putting out as much content as I can. If you follow the social media pages, you'll notice that I don't post as much as I used to. And that is because um, I'm still part-time with a company I've been with for almost 10 years. I am full-time outside of that trying to build a business and it's going well, but because it's going well, I am super busy. And so I don't always get the time to, um, you know, to, to focus on mountain and marsh like I once did. And really I would have loved to have made a, a life in the outdoor industry. And I still, I still would. Um, the issue is that if I want to own a successful business with a one year and three month old and a three year old, um, running around the house, like little wild men, then I need to do, uh, I need to do something that I can do locally here and sustain and contracting does that. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, we own junk clear. Uh, we do junk removal, home clean outs, but we're also going to be starting a DBA soon so that we can run a, uh, a, a, an overall contracting business. Um, we do excavating work, full scale demo work, uh, clearing work, yeah, uh, you concrete work, you name it. Like we can do everything. I have connections for everything, and and we're doing a lot. So, um, what's really cool is that I'm growing a business right now. What isn't as cool is I don't get to put as much time into my passion, which is the outdoors. Um, so, you know, build it now, and in the future, I get to reap the benefits of that. And hopefully, if things all go well and according to plan, then in two, three, four years, I'll be getting to spend a lot more free time, you know, hunting and, uh, you know, in the off season, in the, in the work off season, quote unquote, um, I'll be spending a little bit more time doing the things that I really love to do and having money saved up from the year to do those things. So that's what's in the books right now. And if anybody's been wondering why there hasn't been as much content, that's why. Also, I want to touch on something um, as someone who works with a lot of blue collar people. Um, this is uh, I don't want to get off t too far on a tangent. Just want to touch on it. You know, I've noticed a lot of here recently. I I've noticed a lot of BS uh, between the blue and the red, the right and the left. And and this Jason Aldean song just came out and I'm like. I don't even, so I don't even really pay attention to pop culture at all. Um, but obviously you can't, when things really blow up, you can't miss them. And this is one of those things where like, obviously I haven't even heard the song yet, but like, obviously something happened with this Jason Aldean. Like, look, uh, if you guys really have an issue, like if anybody really has an issue with the way that somebody feel like we live in the land of the free. And so that means that you are entitled to have, um, you're entitled to your own mindset, your own opinions. 
and you're allowed to express those opinions, freedom of speech. It's, it's amazing that, and I don't care that they do. Let me start off by saying this. I do not care what anybody says. I don't care. It's, I am too busy to be honest, to care what other people think or say or feel. It doesn't matter to me. Um, the, the issue with all this to me though, is that it very much feels like because country music is tied to the right. I am not political. I stand in the middle. Um, and I've been outspoken about that in the past. Uh, but it feels very much like because of what Jason Aldean said in a song, which I haven't heard it, but everybody, uh, everybody on the right saying we have a right to say what, what we feel and tell the truth that we know. Um, and then people on the left are saying that it, it is racist or it is uh, misogynist or it is against, I, I don't know the entire story. I do know racism has gotten thrown around, but look, if a rapper can call women bitches and, uh, rap about getting head in his Lamborghini and shooting up the block and uh, protecting his corner and whatever. Um, I think Jason Aldean should be allotted uh, the ability to say that he likes, you know, small town living. Um, and I, I'm, I'm obviously, I'm just get, I don't think he used the N word uh, in his song. I didn't listen, but I would imagine that Jason Aldean didn't do that because uh, he and his entire squad of uh, of people that work with him and for him understand that you know, they can't say that. Uh, and you know that it's it's funny to me to an extent, but it's also kind of bullshit because I I just notice continually I notice that it's just back and forth uh, against each other's throats, but. You know, nobody care, cares that Cardi B says, talks about her wet ass pussy, but uh, Jason Aldean just says, small, he talks about small town morals and hard work and, and, you know, and then he gets completely shot down in the media. Very odd to me, but I just want to touch on that uh, because it makes no sense to me. Also, it makes me feel a little bit better about myself because I ran out of Keystone. I'm drinking Bush Light today. So I just want to let everybody know that I do stand with Jason Aldean to be able to say what he wants. Please don't call me gay. Okay, next. These are the five things waterfowlers must do in the preseason, in my opinion. This is, um, it took me years to, I spent a lot of years just winging it. And in some aspects, I still do. Uh, because that's life and life can catch up to you. But I will say, um, I personally believe nowadays more than ever, I have really learned in like the last three to five years that it makes total sense and the most sense. If you are going to put all this time and energy into actually hunting, you should put some time and energy into preparing to hunt. And, um, so I'll just go ahead and get into it. Let me take a sip of my bush. Oh. So number one is cleaning and organizing everything. Um, I am very organized. People that know me personally know that I am very organized with my things. Um, it doesn't matter if it is my tools, my truck, 
my 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 hunting gear, my clothing, my decoys, um, every I mean my podcast stuff, everything is very organized. Uh, my jobs, everything I'm doing, and so I'm a preparer. I prepare and I'm I stay organized, and I feel the best when I go into. I feel the best about a situation when I go into a situation prepared. Um, so last or this past February, you know, I already had, I already cleaned my decoys. I cleaned everything off after the season, wrapped everything up, put them in bags, put them in, hung them up, you know, wherever they went. Uh, throughout the off season, I spend some time doing DIY projects. Anybody who follows social media would know that. I do a lot of DIY projects, and I and I love doing DIY projects because one, I love being able to save money where, where I can because I think people spend entirely too much money on hunting in general. That's a story for another day. But um, you know, I take the time right after the season. I clean all my my decoys. I give my guns a my, my shotgun, my waterfowl gun a real good cleaning afterwards. And uh, I get everything nice and organized to the best of my ability. If I DIY something throughout the off season, I will then reorganize everything after I'm done. If if I have new decoys or and if I painted old mallards into divers, I'm I'm reorganizing where they're gonna go, you know what they're going to do in the season. So I kind of organize everything so that when the season starts, if I go out for early goose season, which I will, if I go out for early goose season, I already know right where my decoys are. I know exactly where those, I, I know, I know how much line is on those decoys so that I can immediately, I know that the line is all in good shape so that I can immediately look at a depth chart wherever I'm hunting, um, a title chart, whatever the case is, and I know that I'm ready to go and hunt that area. Um, guns as well. You you know, the longer you leave a gun dirty, the worse it is for the gun. But if you if you didn't and you think about it now, it's a really good idea to get that gun clean now. Scrub it down. Get the choke tube. If it's a screw in, get that choke tube out. Uh, clean the threads up, get everything nice and cleaned, oiled up, and just get it ready. Make sure that action's oiled up, have it ready. That way, when the time comes and, God forbid, something come up the night before and you're like, oh no, I can't I can't clean my gun, and you're taking a gun out, and I've seen guys go out being the, the hunting season and just completely lock up a Benelli Super Vinci because, or a Black Eagle because they just never cleaned the gun. And, and all the way, uh, from the boat launch to our spot, they were laughing at my Stoger, uh, and I was pushing off with it and everything else. And then I'm shooting there and they're not. So there's that, um, again, that a story for another day. Uh, everybody who hates on cheap guns is just, are they're just people who don't like to keep their shit clean and mechanically working. Um, just keep everything organized. Uh, you keep everything organized now. Have the bags ready for, you know, on a shelf or sitting in the garage on the floor, in the basement on the floor, but lined up and have everything ready where you can see what you got. And when it comes to the night before or a couple nights before the season, you go, you grab your, you grab your stuff, 
and you load up the truck or the boat or whatever, and you, you can head down the road the next day, you're good. Um, just be prepared for all that. Uh, number two, um, this is one that I actually have only done actually a few times. And I just did this year, last year when the price of ammo were up real bad, I got stuck and, uh, I spent, I went to Dick's locally. There were, there were only, there were only two brands of shotgun shells, $43 a box for three inch black clouds and like $48 a box for three or three and a half inch, uh, heavy metals. It's like the only things they had there. And I'm going dive, I've, you know, I've diver hunt a good bit and I'm going diver hunting the next day. I'm going to be wasting some shells. And so I have to take black cloud, $90 worth of black cloud with me out on the boat. So here's number two, go ahead right now and buy your shotgun shells by the case and just get it over with. It'll, it'll sting now. But when your buddies are scrambling on a Thursday or Friday night to go get a hold of some shells at the local sporting goods and they can't find Winchester Super X's, so they're like, I just paid $90 for two boxes of shells that I didn't need to spend money on, you already have your shells. You reach in your gun cabinet, in your safe, wherever you keep your shells, you grab a box, you head on down the road, they're stressing, they're spending extra money, you're cool and calm, there's no problem. Uh, so get that out of the way now. And my number, and that rolls right into my number three. My number three is if you need, if you need and or just really want something, like I don't have a good waiter jacket. I never have. I've always used thick hoodies um, and I've layered up real well. Or I have, I like I have a deer hunting jacket. If it's real brutal cold, I'll wear my really nice layered Cabela's jacket, waterproof Cabela's deer hunting jacket over top of my waders with like a sweatshirt underneath. Um, I've been think- still thinking about buying a waiting jacket. I'm still up in the air. Um, and there's a, there's a, there's a, I want to get some more black duck decoys, some real nice ones and stuff. So I, I am looking right now actually into some Rogers deals. Rogers right now has their truckload sale which is a huge like blowout sale. You can get so much cool hunt, uh, waterfowl gear, deer hunting gear. You can get all that kind of stuff right now for super cheap. Not everything. You're not going to get AB&X for nothing. You're not going to get Lifetimes or Heydays, whatever they are now for nothing. But you you can really get some really cool stuff and stuff that you really have been wanting for a long time. Um from shotgun shells to, you know, buy a case of shells. Now they're cheap to jackets, decoys. Uh, sometimes there's like deer stands and and things like that. So yeah, all kind of stuff on there. Pay attention though to websites like Rogers sporting goods. I point out Rogers because they seem to always have the best deals that you can get. I've, when I was 15, I bought my first ever decoys uh, 12 goose shells on sale at Rogers Sporting Goods, 12 greenhead gears uh, with flocked heads. They were the first waterfowl purchase I ever made. Um, and I no longer have them uh, sold those years ago in a, in a goose decoy lot. Uh, but I mean, Rogers, man, you, you can't go wrong with Rogers. It's my favorite. Pay attention to Max. They don't always have as, as good of 
the deals aren't as good, but Max Prairie Wings also have some deals. Um, number four, and this is a big one, and this will lead into number five, but number four is use Onyx, Hunt Stand, Base Map, etc. Whatever you utilize uh, as an app for scouting. A lot of people will use it for deer and turkeys and never even think about waterfowl. I hunt all species. I use my hunt stand for everything. Um, I pay for the for the nicer version and all that. But um, hunt stand, I, I don't care what you use. I know a lot of guys that use Onyx will shit on hunt stand. I think hunt stand works just fine for me the way I hunt. And um, use them to find new spots to check out this year. And you can even set it, you, know, you can find a new area or a new spot and then pick out a couple different little setups in that area for different wind directions. I will do that. I will, I will set a, a location and have a Northwest, a Northeast, a West, and just have like three or four spots dialed up already for wind directions. And, um, and for species that are going to be in the area and everything else. Um, and, Number five is, this is the most important one, honestly. Honest to God, this is it, is set goals. Um, if you want to, if you really want to put your mind to something and do it, if, if you like, if you very much enjoy just going out with your buddies, sitting down, shooting the shit, eating some Krispy Kremes, and whatever happens, happens. A lot of waterfowl hunters are like that, especially local to me where the waterfowl hunting isn't as good. Um, a lot of guys get depressed. They get down on themselves. They get down on hunting in general. And by midway to, toward the end of the season, they're just going out to go out with their buddies and hang out. And if they kill a goose and two mallards or whatever the case may be, uh, they have a blast. And that's great. I, I still do that once in a while too. Um, if I don't have a spot to go to because I don't like, I've checked out one of those areas that I that I scouted, you know, and it wasn't what I wanted. Sometimes I wing it too and we see what happens. Uh, just last year, I had this spot scoped out, but we did wing it that day. The wind wasn't perfect for it, uh, but we went in and, and my brother shot his first ever bird and it was a stud Drake Gadwall. And I, you know, we shot three gadwalls that morning. And so it's just some in an area that doesn't hold gadwalls, by the way, you got to get lucky there to find species like gadwall. We just got lucky. And uh, it was a really, really fun morning that morning. And so that happens, but man, even that spot I had, I had like e-scouted and checked winds and knew that I wanted to try that spot. And, uh, and it worked out for us. Um, but this, this past year, and, I, and I've done it for a couple of years, uh, but this past year I decided, you know what, I'm going to really attack waterfowl and check some boxes. I hadn't killed a, a goose in early season in years, maybe 10 years, uh, because I stopped hunting fields as much. And I was hunting ducks on water a lot. And we weren't goose hunters. So this year I decided... I'm going to try to kill some early season birds. You know, my, my list of goals were kill an early season goose, 
use my brand new kayak I had built all summer long, built a custom blind for, use that kayak to kill waterfowl, check, did that all year. And all different kinds of, from t-shirt weather to 40 mile per hour, zero sustained wind, zero degrees. Chop all over the place, killed waterfowl on the kayak. That's number two. Number three was dominate this new uh, lake that I had just started hunting this past year and do my best to scout as much as I could and attack it based on scouting and preparation and not based on winging it. I I was like, you know what? This is how I'm going to do it. And this is how I'm going to really tear into this thing. Number three, check the box. We tore them up all year. Number four, try to kill divers on said lake. Check. Number five, use the hand-painted old beat-up teal decoys that I turned into buffle heads and old mallards, like beat-up old, old mallards that I turned into bluebill decoys. Check. Check, check, checkity-check. Like, I set goals, and we whooped it this year. We tore it up this year. My summer goal was to buy an H12, an Ascend H12 uh, kayak canoe hybrid, build a a custom blind because everyone was scrambling trying to find Cabela's Northern Flight blinds. And I thought that I could do a better job and make a more accessible blind for myself out of my own materials for damn near free. Check. So like... Everything I put on my checklist, I haven't made, set my goals this year. Uh, here was one. Go to a, not a destination hunt, just go hunt with someone new. Someone I met through the podcast. I went out with Andrew Scala of Mon River Waterfowl. Went out and hunted the Monongahela below Pittsburgh in the mountains. Wild hunt. We didn't even kill anything, but just cold country, crazy. Check. Got to go see new stuff. Uh, it snowed on the way up there, like gnarly weather, awesome place, awesome people. Doug, Petro, Andrew Scaler went out with them, had a had a blast on the river. Um, you know, giant uh, uh, boats coming by, uh, tugboats pushing uh, giant piles of coal and just just a super, super cool hunt. Check, did that. Got to see something new somewhere I've never been. Got to hunt somewhere new, somewhere I'd never been, and uh, and just had a blast. And so, I you know, if you set goals, and I haven't set all my goals yet for this year, and I don't even want to talk about the ones I've already you know delved into. Uh, with us building the business, it's going to be harder this year to set goals and hit those goals. Um, turkey season, my only goal was to get Matt, my buddy Matt, a, a turkey, his first turkey. Didn't happen. We got on a couple, but things just didn't align. Didn't happen. But we attacked it. You know, I, that was my goal. I attacked it. Uh, we were going to keep hunting the entire time. Uh, for better or for worse, we were going to keep going. Birds weren't talking in the mountain, but we were trying. And uh, so that was, that's just how I do things. I like to be prepared. I like to set goals. And I like to attack. And, uh, so this past year, it worked out very, very well for us. I had one of the best years I've had in a long time. 
hunting waterfowl this year. Um, and if you prepare, uh, you do these things in the preseason, you can, you can do, uh, well for yourself too. And, uh, a bonus one, something that I don't always do because I don't always find time during the summer, but if you can go shoot some clays and, and, uh, kind of get crisp a couple weeks before the season, that also, that also really helps. But, uh, anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um, want to give a shout out to Swamp Stick. They're our sponsor this year, all year. And um, Sean over there at Swamp Stick, great guy. They make a great product. And uh, it's it's something that I really love. And it's so versatile. And I hope you guys, they're not expensive. I hope you guys look into them. Check them out. Uh, use code uh, MAMP10. That'll get you 10% off at checkout. And um, yeah, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to this solo podcast. Um, hopefully we'll align our guests for next podcast and things will be back to normal. We got some really cool guests ahead of us here. I've been trying my best to get some really good quality guests. And so if anybody has anyone they want to sit down, they want me to sit down with and talk with, please let me know. Uh, it, it can be over the phone. It can be in studio. I love doing in studio shows. But what we realize, what I realize is a lot of people are busy, including myself. And so if we can't make it work in studio, by God, I'll make it work over the phone. So thank you guys for listening. Have a good one. I'll uh, talk to you guys later. See you.